Hey, you're listening to Don't Make Sense. I'm Dr. Vivian Rodriguez, an educational psychologist, blogger, educator, and coach who loves to talk about style, life, creating, and mental health. Okay, so I started this podcast to create a space to talk about style and substance, to talk about the complexities of being a woman who's authentic and thriving. All right, let's get into it. We're back. Happy New Year. It's 2021. It's already kind of starting a little bumpy. Today, we're going to be talking about how to create content consistently and still enjoy blogging. So I've been blogging for a while now. When I say, you know, it's been about four and a half years and um, since 2014, and it still brings me joy. It still makes me happy. And um, quick story. I remember when I was like in fifth grade, I created like a comic book um, and then I like drew the characters, came up with the stories and I was about like teenage twin girls. I was like obsessed with people having twins because I felt different. I was like, thought everything would be awesome if I had a twin. Anyway, and it was like about their high school life. I started off strong, had multiple issues. So what I would do is I would draw these little comics, have stories and all that. And I bring it to, um, to school. And then my friends would see it and think it's great. And, um, and it was fun creating it, but I noticed it was like a lot of work. So after a while, like I just kind of stopped doing it. So my little fifth grade self got early the lesson on how creating content (laughs) requires a commitment. (laughs) So what I want to talk about today is just how I have um, kind of figured out how to sustain creating content um, in the middle of having other responsibilities. And so this is like, if you are a blogger, you're not trying to do it. I mean, maybe you're trying to do it full time, but you're not at that point and you have other responsibilities. But I feel like anytime you have any sort of um, like a job or interest, you always have other responsibilities too. So I think that some of the tips I use here and talk about here might be helpful for, you know, those folks. So if that's you, you know, keep listening. All right. So the first thing I'm going to say is that I feel like sustainability and content creation go hand in hand. So people talk a lot about consistency and I think it's important for content creation, but I think you got to go a little deeper. I think more than just consistency is really knowing yourself and the context in which you live in and like how much you can handle and sustain over time. So I work in education, so I'm always kind of, um, or I've always kind of observed the kind of flow of the school year and how things or like the tempo changes, everyone's mood is affected by what's going on, you know, during certain parts of the year. So for instance, you know, when we usually come back in August or September, we're all kind of fresh as educators and the kids too. Everyone's excited. It's novel getting to know everybody, kind of getting into the routine. So it's a great time to start new things, right? Because everybody's kind of fresh. And then you kind of get into like the October, November, people start going, oh my God, are we still doing this? Getting tired. Um, And then when the holidays come, it's like this kind of combination of stress and kind of pushing to the end to get to the break, you know, and um, people are like right at the last week are in a great mood because they're going to go on break and there's a lot of parties and things like that. Once you come back, like in January, there's a little bit of a boost that you get. Like people have learned um, or kind of gotten over the 
novelty of school, but they've gotten some skills solidified. So that'd be both the, the educator and the kids. And, um, and it's good. And everyone's like, I missed, you know, being here and missed the routine and rituals. And then you get like middle of February, people are kind of over it again. <laughs> and it's like spring, everyone's like, oh my gosh. And then summer comes and it's, it comes to a screeching halt. And that is the flow of the year, like all the time. So, um, you know, I've learned to kind of pace myself and keep in mind that there's going to be some pockets of time where I am not going to have as much energy. I'm not going to be as focused. I'm not going to maybe be able to be as disciplined or motivated. So knowing that and kind of planning ahead for that, I feel like is what's helped me be able to continue to blog and not get overwhelmed by it. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's like you want to figure out what can you handle and what you can sustain given your context and you know what can you do over time after season after season even when things get stressful so being realistic regarding your time your life situation and i and i think self care is really important so the first thing i want to you know talk about is that when you for me when i start something there's a lot of like like good ideas but there's things that i'm like oh man if i start that i cannot keep that up and i rather do something and really, you know, commit to it and do a good job and, or get to a point where I can evolve and, and learn um, how to do it better than throwing a bunch of things out there and then stopping when I can't sustain it. Um, I know that when I started blogging, there were a lot of people that were started, started with me and they're not doing it anymore. I mean, you know, for different reasons, maybe it just wasn't their thing or, you know, they just, you know, just kind of dropped off. So I think it's really important to just be really honest with yourself and think about, the pace you can sustain to create content over, um, over time. So the, what I would also mention is like, you want to find your rhythm. So I've talked about, I think in another episode, I don't remember the number, but, um, in a blog post talked about, uh, making time for blogging or creating. And, um, in there, I talked about like routines and rituals that I have. And so I think it's with anything, you got to find your rhythm. So you got to establish like a practical routine to, you know, um, be able to just incorporate into your life. So for me, that's been critical to longevity of content creation. So I needed to find a rhythm, get in a zone that would work. And I think it's like kind of where there's like a zone of proximal development and education. It's the same thing. It's like finding your flow where it's like a balance between you feel like something's enjoyable, you feel like it's doable, but then you also feel like you're pushing yourself a little bit. And um, at the same time, you know, you're not stressing yourself out and, and getting overwhelmed and leading to burnout. So before I start something, I really think about how much time can I honestly put in and how can I incorporate activities into to my life and routines into my life. So for instance, I don't do a ton of video, um, you know, or do YouTube just because I just can't sustain it. There's, um, I have a limited time where no one is home or where I won't be interrupted in order to do video and it's a lot of work to edit video and that sort of thing. So I decided to do, or I decided to do more like, you know, smaller, um, you know, kind of video, uh, formats, um, you know, like the TikToks or the lives or things like that, where, you know, I can do it, but it's not something that is expected to be cranked out every week. The other thing is you don't want to forget about your people. So for me, um, you know, I know relationships matter. I think for everybody it matters. So whether you like it or not, your loved ones will be impacted by your content creation. So if you, you know, start getting into blogging, you know, doing pictures or whatever, it's it's going to take, you know, 
some time away from your family. Um, you know, and, uh, you want to make sure that you can do that and they can handle that. So over the years I've had it to find, I've had to find a balance to determine like, what am I going to take on and what I just can't do? Like I said, video that would require like my son to be like quiet all the time so I can record a video. It's like, what's, why am I doing that? So, (laughs) um, yeah. So I just, uh, you know, I have to, I had to be honest with what I could do, what I can't do. And I think checking in with them to make sure they're not getting super annoyed. You know, there's been times where my family's like, can we stop with this? Or, um, and so I think it's important to do that because it's also almost like, um, you know, kind of a protective factor. If you have family that won't let you just kind of go down the rabbit hole of creating content and videos and, all of that, um, you know, to the point where you're just like constantly doing it, uh, so that you don't get burnt out. So when burnt, cause when burnout sets in, you could feel too much pressure and decide that you just want to stop altogether. So the next thing is self-care and creating content. So you want to be proactive with your self-care. So I'm okay if I need to take a break. Um, I take small little breaks. If you notice, there might be times I'm like posting a couple times a day on Instagram or I'm cranking out different, um, blog posts, um, on the blog. And then I might just kind of stop a little bit. Like with the podcast, I took like an extended break, um, when the, you know, when the virus stuff started. (laughs) So, um, and that's okay. I feel like if you can set the pace, um, that works for you and, you know, unless it's like a collaboration or something where I have a contract, I can take many breaks when needed and it's okay. And, um, you know, I, and I do this, even if it means like Instagram's going to punish me with the algorithm. So, you know, what I'll do is like, I might, you know, back off posting a little bit. And then when I go back to posting, I just go do like a variety of content because then that's how Instagram will push your post out to more people or just engage with people, just do, you know, different things. But at the end of the day with your blog or a podcast, you, you control that more. Um, so I feel like it's okay. You can do, you know, um, breaks here and there because the point is you want to be able to sustain over time and you don't want to get burnt out. You also, you know, like we talked about in other episodes and, um, blog posts that you don't want to create content that's trash. (laughs) So so if you're getting burnt out or you're not into it, it's going to show anyway. So it's better just not to don't, you know, don't do it so that you don't have to look at the, Oh, why did I post that? What? Um, yeah. So you want to, you know, take a break when you need to and don't be phoning it in and and creating content that's not worthwhile, um, for your readers or followers. The other thing is you want to put social media in perspective. So what I mean by that is first remember that, you know, Instagram, snap, TikTok, just snap. You know, if you create and post and it before a post and you put a lot of time in it, you know, and you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited to post this and it performs well. Great. But if you create one and you thought it was great, and it's crickets. That's fine too. So there's been times where I'm like, oh, this, I like this post. I'm so excited. And like, nobody cares, <laughs> So, but it's okay. You know, because, um, if you think about it too, the, our attention spans are super short. And so the life of like a social media post is only like 24 hours, you know, 48 at best. And then, you know, people go on to the next thing. So if you post something, it's a disaster. People go on to the next thing after a while anyway, um, as long as it's not like super controversial or whatever. But so it's not productive to get too caught up in one post, regardless of how it performs, right? So I try not to get too excited about, you know, anything with blogging. I try, you know, I just try to 
um, be like, okay, we'll see what happens. Um, even if it's like a partnership I'm really excited about, I'm kind of like, okay, let's see what happens. Because uh, you just don't know how it's going to like hit with people or if it's going to resonate with them or not. And then, and also at the same time, I don't get too down if something doesn't perform as well. I'm just like, okay, just create something different um, so that I don't, you know, kind of attach my (laughs) self-worth to posts um, and and that, that sort of thing. So the other thing is then you don't, you know, not being too attached to your posts or performance on Instagram, um, you get more comfortable taking risks then. So I feel like I've taken more risks. because I'm not concerned if people don't like a post, they just don't like it. That's fine. Move on or whatever. Um, and I think the ones that I've been like, oh, this is kind of a different post. Let's see how this goes. I think that's, those are the ones that reson- have resonated more with um, followers and readers. So I feel like it's, it's worth it to kind of detach a little bit, create and then detach a little bit and then move on to the next thing. Um, so that you're more comfortable taking risks and your posts don't need to be perfect. They just need to be good enough because again, it's not going to even last that long. And then, um, you know, the other thing is you won't get that upset then we don't, when you don't get like kind of your sufficient, um, you know, self-imposed number or metric of likes and it frees you up to be more creative and to continue to enjoy the process of content creation. And then I think this also keeps like your content fresh. It keeps you interesting and engaged in the process. And then it keeps your followers um, and readers, you know, and listeners still interested because they know you're just, you know, creating and trying different things. And then you can kind of reflect and go, okay, that worked really well. Why did it work? You know, so I use it more as information to see what kind of content I want to continue to make or change it up. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, when you're creating content, it's like a service you're providing a service to inspire, educate, you know, entertain that sort of thing. So I just look at how it does and okay, that didn't work. That didn't hit the way I thought it would. Okay. Just moving on and then, um, see what I want to do next. All right. The other thing I wanted to talk about, which I think is probably the most important thing is, um, you know, it's the temptation to when you focus too much on your Instagram growth instead of your content, Um, although growth is great, right? I think if you focus on your content, that is where it's at. Because I think for me, I don't have like 10,000 followers, but I've grown more, um, after I started just focusing more on changing my content up and, and trying new things. Um, so the way I focus on my content is by continually like learning and consuming information, um, looking at what's trending, you know, um, I get like the best ideas from things that have nothing to do with style or fashion. It might be a podcast on like life or psychology or self-development. Um, sometimes even like you, you know, look at news outlets and they have like interesting stories and that might be where you can get some ideas. Um, again, I always talk about Pinterest. Pinterest has like just a wealth of like, you know, content. I like to go there and find like quotes and find different people that I can follow from there that are interesting um, you know, and then it kind of keeps me current with what conversations are out there. What are people talking about? You can also, you know, I like to use, um, Google alerts. So I have an alert for like self-care and for podcasting, and then you can do use like answer the public and exploding topics. And I think there's like Pinterest trends too. So you can use all of those sources to try to figure out what's going on out there. What are people looking for? And then put your own spin on things. And then the other thing, when you stop focusing on like growth and like 
how you're doing on Instagram, but more like on your content and, and you, um, you know, you can, you know, avoid the running the risk of getting into the comparison game. Cause there's like a ton of people that I'm like, Oh, you know, I started out maybe the same time they did and they've blown up, you know? Um, and you might be like, why not, why am I not, you know, at that point or whatever? I know for me, some of these people are just working harder, so, <laughs> but it might be that they, you know, that their job is different. Their responsibilities are different. They're doing it full time. So I just don't get into the comparison game because it's not all that productive. Um, and then you start to get, I think a little negative about, um, creating content when you're focused on what other people are doing and, and I just don't know what's going on, you know, uh, truly going on with them anyway, and if it's lucrative, you know. So I just stick to focusing on what I can do and not starting to compare. And I keep in mind that, yeah, some people are just working harder. They're doing all-nighters. They're doing a lot of stuff to to really hustle. And if I'm not doing that, I can't be expecting to have the same outcomes, right? <laughs> so, um, so these are the ways that I have kept – uh, my blogging. Um, this is how I've been able to sustain uh, creating content consistently over the last uh, four and a half years. And I think that, you know, by trying these different little things, you can, you know, continue to find ways to make your space on the internet interesting, engaging. And I think you'll have more fun that way too. Okay. So that is, that's my tips on how to, you know, create content consistently, sustain it. And um, you guys can see these tips um, on the show notes on livebyviv.com. And when you go there too, you can go and check out some of the other episodes and show notes. Like what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe, rate and review the podcast. You can also share the podcast on Instagram and tag me at livebyviv. As far as my music, it's The Croft by Joachim Karud. And everything we talked about in this episode can be found in the show notes on livebyviv.com. Okay, and remember, don't mix in because you don't need to.